Welcome to the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. The Informants Nerdcast is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, The Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force, White River Design Company, and 1984 Branson Arcade. And good evening and afternoon and morning to all of our fellow geeks and nerds out there. Welcome back to another edition of the Informants Nerdcast, Season 1 that continues on. It is good to be back with you guys for episode number 13. I am a nerd, and I am Josh Grisham. I'm also a nerd, and you can call me Tim Church. Well, gang, we are here at the confines of the Nerd Informants headquarters, podcasting, going back one week in time, bringing you some of the most major headlines in the nerd world, pop culture, movies, collectibles, video games, toys, everything in between. We literally inform on it all. We do, and we'd give you a week into the future too, but the time machine broke. So yeah, that's a little weird. I mean, we we really we we were trying to reach out to Christopher Nolan, trying to get him to explain the process, but we waited around and nothing good came out of it. <laughs> I know that was a really harsh dig, but I digress. It's time. Let's jump in. Let's get going with it, and let's kick off talking about some Avatar news. Well, not the original Avatar, mind you. It's just like the fifty thousand sequels are going to be coming out. Avatar 2 set photos have surfaced, and this is a very interesting behind-the-scenes look from the set of Avatar 2. Now, the reason why I say it's so interesting is because it shows humans fighting on Pandora. Okay, weren't the humans like excise? Weren't they like shuttled off and goodbye, adios, you're not able to stay on Pandora? So I've got to ask you, Mr. Church, with your keen eye and your ability to predict the future without the help of Christopher Nolan... What do you think's going on here in these photos? And why are the humans back on Pandora? Oh, well, clearly, I mean, the gover- U.S. government on Earth wasn't too happy that, uh, or whatever government entity is running things, wasn't happy when, you know, everybody came back because they were exiled. That probably wasn't a very good excuse. So they probably sent another mission full of a lot of soldiers and guns and ammunition to go and kill everybody. Uh, because I don't think Christopher or Christopher James Cameron knows anything different. We we're talking about Christopher Nolan. I got <laughs> you were thinking about Christopher Cameron, weren't Christopher you? Christopher Cameron. That's okay. You know. Uh, anyway, and you know, it's either that or you know maybe the best pizza places were actually on Pandora, so they just had to come back. Or maybe it's just a situation where that unobtainium is going to, you know, rear its ugly head again in this precious resource. Or maybe they found a whole new mineral that they just can't live without, and that's why they're back. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case. And we already know from other set photos that they're going to be spending a lot of time in the water in this one. So I, I think that maybe they, they found the underwater source of this mineral, and maybe they're trying to take advantage of it without causing mm. harm to the... Uh, the people, the blue people that live there, the Smurfs. So, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens when that um, movie finally comes out in 2082. I don't know if I'm going to be alive to watch that. Thanks for being a Debbie Downer. <sighs> anyway, uh, the boys spinoff is in development at Amazon. Uh, it will be an R rated series set at a super only college. So, I don't, I mean, neither one of us have dove into the boys yet. Not yet. So we've yet to jump on the Amazon Mm. train, but. So many streaming services, too little time. Yeah. I mean, really it's only, I know they've already like said season three, season four is going to happen, but I mean, we're just like halfway through season two, right? So yeah, it feels a little bit early. 
I mean, it's not cart in front of the horse. It's not like we're we're busy or anything. It's not like the Hallmark season's coming up in a few weeks, and we Woo! know what Tim's life is going to be like. But I don't know. I mean, too much of a good thing. I mean, is this is this putting the cart before the horse? Maybe and and maybe overextending themselves too much because everybody that that I've talked to or has talked about the boys is absolutely loving it and says it's awesome. I don't. I mean, don't jump on this right away just because. I mean, you know, you're having all this success. But I think you just stick with what you have and really make it great or continue to make it great. And then down the road, maybe. Yeah. I don't know who to blame. Should we blame CSI for creating 82 spinoffs? Or should we, you know, no. blame The Walking Dead for doing this? I mean, who, who's to blame here for people being like, you know what we're going to do? Yeah. We're going to do a spinoff about the mouse that lived in the house that happened to be there on day one of production. Crazy moose is loose in the hoose. Crazy moose loose in the hoose. No, I, I, let's just let's just go ahead and blame Carl Urban. I mean, I'm sure he would he would be more than happy to take the blame for it. Yeah. Hey, if he's going to be in the spinoff in some capacity, then maybe it would be okay. But I don't. I think they're going to probably put a whole new cast of characters together and really just beat that into the ground. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Time will tell. A new generation of Pretty Little Liars is officially on its way. HBO Ooh. Max has issued a straight-to-series order for Pretty Little Liars. Original <laughs> sin. Well, the sin of this show had to start somewhere. So let's go. If we're going back to the beginning to tell that story. <sighs> it's a reboot of the original Freeform series. And new of the order, or actually news of the order, comes only three weeks after the project was announced as being in development. Now, the show hails from Riverdale producer Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina producer Lindsay Calhoun bring. So... We're getting more from that world. All new cast, all new stories, and and it's really going to discuss sin in a major way. I'm looking forward to it. Sinful TV viewing. What could be better? Yeah, what could go wrong? I mean, seriously, we literally just ended this series year ago, two years ago. There was two spinoffs that were announced. Speaking of spinoffs, mm-hmm. there was two of those. They both barely lasted a there season. There were two spinoffs? There was two spinoffs. From the series, do they, they do well or did they just they flop hard? One and done, one and done, and that they ended, and now they're coming back with this. I mean, I get you know trying to milk the cow while it's full of dairy, but I mean, eventually, just eat the cow. It's good I'm, beef. I think I'm just literally going to have to give that one like two big flare flops. <laughs> uh, Falling flat on your face, man. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so Amazon, once again, uh, they have announced that their Luna Cloud Gaming service will be arriving next month. So is that something you're excited for? Or I, you know, do I, I don't know. I like I like the entry price for the beta, but it's going to depend on where the price lands after it gets out of that point. But right now, as it stands, we've got Google Stadia, which really nobody even talks about anymore. Um, you've got Project X Cloud, which is Microsoft's cloud gaming service, which has got an amazing library. And for all intents and purposes on the tech side of things, it runs really well. People that have actually gotten their hands on Luna have gotten their invites and are putting this through the paces says that it actually it works. It works cool. very well. And the cool thing about it is Android is taking a back seat to this one. Now, it will be coming to the platform. But amazingly enough, iOS was mentioned first. I knew there was a reason I had an iPhone, but you're welcome. That's pretty cool. I mean, you look at uh, you look at Android platforms. You look at uh, the fact that you can run uh, Remedies Control, which was an absolute beast for like ray tracing cards, so on and so forth. And you can run that on an iPhone, or you can run that on an iPad, or a MacBook Pro, or whatever it is you're, you're you're going with. And you can run these games, and they're targeting 4K gaming at 60 frames a second. So. 
If they can do that and they can do it well, we might have another competitor entering the race and more money for you to spend on streaming platforms of all kinds like we need it anymore. But yeah, <laughs> Luna is coming soon. Cool. This one got me excited. Now, I have not played any of the Yakuza video game series at all, but uh, it's it's grand exposition at its very best. You can play the role of Yakuza. You can go out and you can get into all kinds of martial arts fights. Sega is developing a live-action adaptation from its Yakuza video game franchise with 1212 Entertainment and Wild Sheep content. Um, if this is anything like the games, I expect it to be fully over the top. Some great martial arts action in there. You get some great choreographers behind this. Personally, honestly, I would love to see Tony Jaa and uh, Donnie Yen involved with this in some capacity Ooh. and just go to town with it and make it grandiose and shoot it in Japan and just start there. But I'm excited about this. I think this is really cool. And, you know, the, 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 the Yakuza fan base is not exactly the biggest fan base out there, but there could be a market for this because people love martial arts flicks. And me here at Nerdformance HQ, I love me some martial arts. So I'm on board for this. I'm excited. Cool. So hopefully uh, it'll be here sooner than later. I hope so too. I mean, I mean, if it comes like straight to Netflix or something like that, that's cool. I mean, if it goes to theaters, even better. Hopefully we have theaters open or still standing by that point. Mm. Ooh, great transition because mm. AMC Entertainment it. unveiled their deal to sell up to 15 million shares of oh. their company. Gut Punch City, dude. I mean... When, I mean, when, when you read that, like, what was, like, your like your first immediate reaction? I mean... Like, this is the final step you take before you go bankrupt. Like, yeah. Like, other than, like, trying to get sponsors for your theater chairs. So, this is the second to last step, I guess, for going, filing for bankruptcy. But, I mean, bad news for them, good news for people like you and me, because something tells me 15 million shares, they're going to be selling pennies on the dollar in order just to bring some revenue in. So, you know, we could become stakeholder stakeholders for AMC Entertainment. So stakeholders in nothing though. I mean, you you look at that. I mean, that's a yeah. significant that's a significant sale of shares, but at the same time too, they're doing that to get liquidity there to keep their businesses open. Lord knows what has staved off or what could potentially yeah. close. But, you know, we, we talk about some of the movies that have transitioned. I'm sure we'll get into that if we've got time about the the shuffle uh, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the fact that 2020 is not going to see anything, it's really weird. But that that is scary. It scares me for the health of the theater chains. And AMC mm -hmm. is a big, big player in that. So that is that is not a good sign. Yeah, so anybody taking a chance uh, with one of these shares, purchasing any of these, um, they're going to be the taking risk. a risk. I mean, it's a huge risk. Um, you never know how that thing's going to end up. Well, this is really, really cool. By the time you uh, listen to this episode of the Informants Nerdcast, you will either already have seen this or are just now hearing about it right now. But as of September 25th, 5 p.m. Central, or depending upon where you're at on the East Coast or West Coast, that time will change. But you are cordially invited or have been invited to a Banks family reunion it is Father of the Bride, part three-ish. And I have to say, executive producer and writer and director Nancy Myers, thank you for allowing us to revisit this world. This was a very unique look into this cast. Martin Short, Diane Keaton, uh, Steve Martin, uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley is in this. I mean, we got everybody. I mean, Frank is back for this. <laughs> um, really, really something special. And honestly, I'll just say this, Tim. I mean, I don't know what you think about the Father of the Bride movies, but I loved them growing up, watched them several times over, loved the Banks family. Just the story was just absolutely precious for its time. And it stood the test of time. And I know they're working on a reboot, but the 90s versions are mine. 
Um, the Spencer Tracy version of the 50s, I have yet to watch that. I'll probably do that at some point in my life. But this this was exciting, and I hope it leads to a full-blown sequel. We need more of the Banks family. And that's what I, exactly what I was going to say. I grew up watching these as well. I, I can remember watching them on television. Um, yeah, I mean, this was probably, honestly, my first introduction to both Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yes. Okay, I was too young for SNL, too young for pretty much anything else they were ever on or in, um, or that they hosted, of course. But I, I remember clearly watching the second one, of course, first, <laughs> because that's how everything in my life worked, being a child of the 90s. I didn't get to watch the origin story. I had to watch the sequel of everything, Father of the Bride Part 2, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Free Willy 2. <laughs> <laughs> the list goes on. Um, so I'm very excited for this. I'm really hopeful that this does lead to a potential actual full series spinoff. Because I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to pull this off. I'm assuming Zoom call type scenario or something. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they did this. So I'm, I'm very excited for it. And I, it does kind of disappoint me because when you first posted this, I got super excited because I was like, oh man, they finally are announcing the third film. And then I saw Netflix. I was, oh man, it's going to go straight to Netflix. That's even better. And we're just getting kind of this micro reunion film, which is still great. I'll take whatever I can get, but it's still, still kind of sad. Just look at it this way. If it goes really, really well, that could really blow the door wide open on getting Nancy Myers started on a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, the way we got to look at it. That's that's the hope so there. So show it some love and watch it several times over, please. Please do. Uh, the official expandable storage drive for Xbox Series S and X is pretty expensive. It's only going to take $220 out of your bank account to make that purchase. Okay, so let me do uh, let me do the math on this. Okay, so this is going to run you. Now, let's say if you go out and you buy the Xbox Series X. Now, some of you out there probably have already got your pre-orders in, or if you're like us at Nerdformance HQ, pre-orders for this stuff has been an absolute disaster. Nightmare. Just, just ask the RTX 3080 launch and the fact that NVIDIA had to apologize for that being an absolute cluster. Disaster. Um, on top of that, same thing with the RTX 3090. People couldn't get a hold of that. PlayStation 5 pre-orders, absolute mess. Sony wasn't clear on their messaging. Xbox was more clear on their messaging, but people still struggled across the board. So let me just ask you this. After all the frustrations you've had trying to pre-order the Xbox Series X, and some of you out there listening to this podcast probably had that frustration, are you willing to plop down for the console and for this storage device? $750 at minimum, and that's before you get any additional peripherals or even buy a game. No. (laughs) There you go. Nothing more needs to be said. Timmy summed it up, but I mean, if you want to expand that and have more room for your games, just prepare to shell out some bucks. $220 is redonkulous. Redonkulous. So before you announce this next thing, I just got to preface it by saying it kind of broke my brain. Um... Like, it literally broke my brain. Like, I didn't... Like, broke your brain because you were excited about it or couldn't fathom that this existed? Both. Both of those. So, yeah, it's just... It's mind-blowing. Well, you know, we, we've got a lot of love. I've got a lot of love, and I'm sure Tim does too, because when we were growing up, Push Pops were amazing. Yeah. Matter of fact, they're still amazing. You've got the frog spit versions, and then you've got kind of like that dreamstickle orange version. Yeah, which Flintstones. Really, the Flintstone ones. I mean, I I tore through those when I was a kid. Loved them. Still do, as a matter of fact. I'm obese for a reason. You just you can't find them very much anymore. No, they're no. just not there. But somebody obviously with some time on their hands and a very genius way of putting together a Kickstarter 
has introduced the world to the Burrito Pop. It's a twistable burrito holder. It acts like a push pop, less mess, more burrito. And we asked our, our followers what they thought. And really, amazingly enough, this got like, you know, six reactions. <laughs> um, but Christian Terry actually uh, did. Uh, <laughs> I'm just seeing this for the first time. Christian Terry actually had a really funny comment when you want to uh, gift your burrito with its own fleshlight. So that that uh, is absolutely the funniest thing I've ever sir I've ever heard of because I've I've so. I've heard of those those things and I've seen those things and let's <laughs> just put it this way um, this this really is very very cool because I love me some burritos and I've had them in the wrappers and I've had them in the foil and then now I've graduated to the whole going to Qdoba thing and getting a burrito bowl. Yeah, that way I can just have a big pile of burrito entrails there for me to just go ahead and peruse and, and tear through. That's yeah, easier to just stick your head but right in the bowl. This, but this is absolutely fantastic. You twist the bottom, the burrito comes up, and you just eat it, and you don't have a mess. I I think this is genius. And I'm assuming it's like you know, twenty eight bucks to buy it. I mean, I'm assuming you know if anything falls out, it's going to fall out into the container. So then you can just dump that into a brand new shell, wrap it up, and then stick it back in your pop. Yep. I mean, it's genius. I don't know why nobody's thought about it for. I want one for Christmas. Think about this, too, because you can go and get your own twistable burrito holder, the, the burrito pop, and then we can take it over to uh, Sherry and Elaine at the sign man and have them blazing the side of it. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that a Cust lot. Yeah. Customized? Yeah. Bling, bling. <laughs> <laughs> Holla. You think I can put it on a necklace and like hang my burrito, my burrito pop from my neck, dude? You could go like full on like John Cena chain. Remember when he was like the doctor of thugonomics, thug life. So he was running around. And he had like this big biker chain, right? Like a thick biker's chain. Oh. You could do that, dude, and run it right through the sides of it, and you are good to go. I'm telling you, this could work. We're gonna break the internet with this. I love it. I, I think it's great. <laughs> In other news, Adidas is making Cyberpunk 2077 sneakers. They so, really don't look that awesome. And I think they really don't look that awesome for a reason because our community did not care about this one bit whatsoever. It's like, oh, Adidas is making Cyberpunk 2077 shoes. Can we just have the game, please? I don't care about the sneakers. Yeah, I mean, they don't look comfortable at all. They just they look awkward. Maybe it's just something you're supposed to put on your shelf. Maybe this isn't something you wear. It's just more to have. You know, I would wear it if it actually had bionics built into it, like maybe some like rocket thrusters in the back, maybe even a kind of like a Swiss Army point of the shoe. Like if you wanted to attack somebody, you had some blades pop out like mm -hmm. James Bond. If it had those accoutrements, I actually might buy a pair. But these are just so boring. I mean, they could have been boring. They should have at least put Keanu Reeves on the side. I mean, honestly, just put his face on the side and you'd sell a thousand of them. Maybe. Maybe. Johnny Silverhand. Give us the Johnny Silverhand, like, limited edition Nike. Speaking of Johnny Silverhand, they've got a really cool statue of him at Walmart, by the way, for 40 really? bucks. Cool. Yeah. Check that out. Launch day gift, by the way, Mr. Church. Yeah, you can buy one for me. It's, it's fine. I'm, not, yeah, I'm just saying. Just Johnny <laughs> Silverhand, Keanu Reeves. This, this news was apparently so good that Tim didn't realize he posted it twice on our Facebook. Yeah, uh, Instagram's been glitchy lately. The premiere of This Is Us Season 5 has been moved up by two weeks. The two-hour season premiere is going to arrive on October 27th instead of on November the 10th. I love this. People were very excited about this. Um, I have seen the series a couple of times. I'm mean, not, a, not a huge fan or follower of it, but I like the fact that our community was really passionate about the announcement. A lot of people were so excited about it, especially on Instagram, saying, this is great. This is what we need right now. Kudos to them for bumping it up and bringing it to us early. 
Yeah, uh, you know, the, the original article that, that kind of announced this was saying something to the effect of they wanted to get it out before the election. So I don't, I don't know exactly what, <laughs> what the storyline might have to do with the election or if it doesn't at all, or maybe they just wanted to bring some joy into our lives before the election and, and the, the hell that's going to come with that. But frankly, I, I'm excited. I, I watched the first three seasons. I've not got to watch last season yet. Uh, I'm still waiting on that one to come out uh, online so I can binge watch the whole thing. Because uh, I, I can't handle the anxiety and the mental anguish that this show brings me to watch them one at a time. I have to watch them all at once and get that immediate satisfaction. It's hard enough waiting season to season. So anyway, I, I'm very excited for that. Uh, I, I don't know what this is, so you might have to fill me in a little bit more. But Among Us 2 has been canceled only one month after it was announced. So I don't know, what is Among Us 2? Is that a video game? Yeah, it's a little video game, kind of a multiplayer space platformer, but Innersloth. Okay, so they are the developer behind this game, and it really was a huge influx of new players that kind of forced their hand in this decision-making process for the game. There is a silver lining here because there is an installed fan base for the first Among Us. Everybody loves that game. And that being said, the team has decided to focus all of their efforts on supporting the current game and taking all of the content to the next level. So you're already built in, you're playing Among Us, you love that, well, you're going to get a lot more based off of that. So rather than waiting for a sequel to come out and then having lost focus on the game that you've known and love and are playing, uh, all of the content that they had planned for the sequel will instead go into Among Us 1. So essentially they're bringing the sequel into the already existing game. Okay, well, that's kind of cool, I guess, you know. Just Makes sense, two right? Two birds, one stone, perhaps. Liv Tyler has exited 911 Lone Star on Fox ahead of <laughs> Season 2. Her character, Michelle Blake, will not be recast or killed off, leaving the door open for her to return. Now, I, as far as this story goes, I hadn't heard why she had exited the series. Was there any additional details that came out on her uh, on her exit? Yeah, after the fact, it came out that she actually is living in the UK right now, and the show is Ooh. filmed in America. And so she had actually gone back, to back home to the UK, I guess. Uh, I don't know if she's hanging out with her dad, you know, Grandma Steve, but... Steven uh, Tyler PJs. <laughs> Steven Tyler PJs. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so she's in the UK, and just with the pandemic and stuff, she didn't want to try to risk coming back over mm. and i think we're going to see that a lot we're going to see a lot of recastings i think we're going to see a lot of character changes we're going to see a lot of shows just being outright canceled because the character or the actors and the producers and the directors they're just not available or in a position where they can travel or they can make it to the set and be available for shooting yeah. so I, I think this is going to be a reoccurring theme we're going to start seeing a lot especially as we're approaching pilot season i mean pilot Season is right around the corner as they're preparing for stuff for next year. So I think it's going to be a really big deal. I, I'm sad about this. I'm not sad about this. I've looked at the wrong thing. The Kingsman, which is the Kingsman prequel, has now been moved up an entire week earlier from February 26th to February 12th, 2021. So that's the good news. The next bit that 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 that's some sad news, I think. And we'll, I mean, we'll. Oh yeah, twenty twenty was a man bun. That is sad. Looking at the back of that guy's <laughs> head really just makes me makes me sad. 
The uh, the No Man's Sky update as well, that just continues to get more grandiose, more ambitious. They keep adding all kinds of wacky and zany things. So you got to give Hello Games credit. They bounce back from oblivion and have just put their entire heart into this game. They've added new planets, volcanoes, and apparently somebody's been watching Dune excitedly. They've added sandworms to the game. And I've seen video of these things, and they are absolutely massive. Cool. Big old sandworms making No Man's Sky a much, much better venture. Uh, so, so here's kind of the sadder news that I thought I was going to be reading, uh, but I'll read it now. Death on the Nile, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, has moved from its October date, release date to December 18th, 2020. So we're going to be having to wait an additional two months to get Death on the Nile, which... Will it hold on? That is the question. Which... Will it hold on? Honestly, I... I as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, wasn't too crazy. Didn't really care too much about it. But then I saw Kenneth Brog in, uh, in Tenet, and he blew me away. And I was like, I'm going to give this dude another chance. So I was actually kind of getting the, antis- the anticipation was there for this film. So now that we're having to wait an additional two months, and chances are we're going to get it pushed to next year as well. Just like the next bit of news just, you're about to just don't even Just don't even go there with it. I mean, at this point right now, the only two, I mean, three films that are left standing, major temple releases for this year, are James Bond's No Time to Die, which is still holding on to its November slot. Yep. And then since Death on the Nile has moved, that gives us two movies a week apart. You'll have Death on the Nile first, and then Wonder Woman if it stays in the month of December yeah. on its Christmas release date. We will see. Now, Marvel uh, took another hit, and that is basically wiped the slate clean of any Marvel-centric films for this entire year. Black Widow came first, and it is moving from November the 6th to May the 7th of 2021. Eternals shuffles from February 12th all the way to November. That was a massive shift. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will move two months down the road from May the 7th to the 9th of July 2021, but that wipes out any remaining Marvel movies for this year, and we have got a long wait between now and May the 7th. Yeah. May the 7th will be our first Marvel film that we will see, and that is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Big, massive bummer. This is more depressing than I could even put into words, guys. I, I am just heartbroken at this because, frankly, Marvel movies has been a real, you know, just something to look forward to. And the fact that we don't have those at all this year and... Frankly, we just need something wonderful to come along in 2020, and now we're not getting any Marvel movies this year at all. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It really is. So um, I, I am curious to, to hopefully find out soon why they decided to actually bump Eternals behind Shang-Chi. So I'm wondering if they've got reshoots to do or maybe just the, the movie's going to take longer to put together than Shang-Chi. I, I don't know. There's There's a lot of unanswered questions. But I guess we will have to wait and see. So while Marvel is, you know, pushing things back, it looks like DC is just pushing things forward or bringing things forward, moving things up as a Peacemaker Suicide Squad TV spinoff featuring John Cena will be coming to HBO Max courtesy of director James Gunn. So I I guess that means we're not going to see peacemaker killed in the film i mean i kind of feel like this is something they should have waited to announce until after the movie came out 
Because now we kind of know he's going to live. Unless this is going to be a prequel and we're going to get this series before the movie. There, there's a lot of options that I don't know the answer to. So I just think it's probably going to be a prequel. But I am eager to see this because John Cena's comedic chops, he has proven that he's got that and then some in the movies that he's been in. I go back to Blockers, which I absolutely loved him in. He was amazing in that. So douchey Captain America, bring it on all the way. I am ready for it. I think it's going to be awesome. And apparently this, uh, this whole idea uh, gestated from the fact that James Gunn was really bored on the set. Wow. I mean, don't don't give James Gunn any, you know, downtime. Like, I'm going to give him all the free time he wants because if this thing is awesome, dude, I'm going to be like, James, we're going to hire you for this big movie. And by the way, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You're just going to sit. We're going to lock you in your trailer. We're, we're going to isolate you in there. And we're going to make you watch like Andy Griffith on repeat. So there you go. Ooh, Ron Howard is a superhero. That'd be cool. This is fitting for our final bit of news for this edition of the Informants Nerdcast to help us wrap things up. And this is truly fitting because this brings Tim straight back to childhood. It warms his heart like dumping eggnog down his pants. (laughs) Hallmark has finally released the premiere dates for all 40 of its all-new Hallmark Christmas movies. The first new Christmas film will arrive on October 24th. So... That's early. They are bumping this thing up. We're a month out as of the recording of this episode of the Informants Nerdcast. If you're anything like Tim, you are really excited about this. So, I'm pumped, man. The, I mean, really? Okay, so now, what did they have last year? Was it like 145, 247? I mean, your your recording slate in the, <laughs> in the TiVo was absolutely ridiculous last year. It was a monstrosity, and I can only imagine it's going to get even worse this year. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, <laughs> and jump ahead because here's the thing. I like watching all the new ones when they come out. Yes, you so do. So that way I can pick out my favorites so I know which ones to re-record <laughs> for next year. Uh, or if I'm lucky enough and they're popular enough, they'll actually come out on DVD or Blu-ray and you know I can pick them up at the store and just treasure them on my Christmas shelf. Um, but seriously, guys, like I, I, I know it's cheesy. I know it's weird and, and it's not normal but i am a hallmark christmas movie junkie i just love the warm cuddly feeling that those movies brings along for the holiday season so any ladies out there listening to this podcast you got a real man with a heart on his sleeve who likes to cuddle and watch hallmark christmas movies send me an email that is going to wrap it up for us on this edition of the informants nerdcast as season one continues on So awesome to have you guys along here for episode 13. We will continue on. New editions of the Informants Nerdcast, barring our busy lives and schedules, will come out every week on Wednesday. So look for the next episode to be coming your way very soon. And, of course, get the Informants Nerdcast on all of your major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Whatever your podcast platform of choice, we are there with you. So until we see you next time, fellow geeks and nerds, as we always say, be informed. You've been informed by the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. Find new episodes on Anchor Podcasting Services and stay connected to Nerd Informants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.